This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Justin Manning, ID 6872, from New England Garrison. He bravely fought cancer for years before passing on January 17th. Please rest in peace in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. I bet you didn't expect to hear from us again so soon. We're, we're on the ball this year. We're going to try to do better and get an episode out at least once a, once a month. So this is episode 91 for January 2016. And we are your hosts, myself, Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, SL12743. And the 501st Legion is currently at 8,532 members with 15,025 approved costumes in the Legion. That's 200. And I had to look it up because I was astounded at these numbers. It's 242 new members and 384 new costumes just since the last episode. I wonder what could have happened in this time. Well, I think a lot of people learned about the 501st Legion. Uh, you know, uh, we've been in the news. We've been all over the place. But I, uh, there was something I saw in a movie that I saw recently, a certain logo. And I think that kind of got people wondering, hmm, what does that belong to? I think you're probably right. <laughs> I was astounded because I, I, I plugged in the 15,000 costumes. I'm like, no way. Last episode, we were only at... Had to have been thirteen or fourteen thousand costumes, and I was like, "Wow, that is a lot of new." Co-. And it's not like our last episode was all that long ago. Yeah. So this is just in like four weeks. Well, of course, I'm talking about the five hundred first Legion logo being in the Force Awakens, as well as R two K T, our founder's uh, uh, droid uh, made in the, to honor the memory of his late daughter. And that uh, there's currently a story up on five hundred first dot com about uh, that there that I saw, and uh, you know, it really, really was cool to be honored by Lucas film and uh, Disney to have both our uh, club logo as well as our 2KT make an appearance in The Force Awakens. Yeah, those were amazing Easter eggs. I know every event that I've been at since, I'm usually helping put tattoos on kids. And when they pick out R2KT, I'm like, did you know she's in the movie? I'm like telling everyone who'll listen to me about it. <laughs> so this episode, we recap some Force Awakens premiere events, including our visit to the White House and Jakku. We help present a boy his new Stormtrooper arm. We make several hospital visits and raise thousands for charity. So stay tuned. <laughs> Well, at the beginning of January, the Nordic Garrison had a last-minute opportunity to induct Jonas Suotamo, and I hope I pronounce his name right. He was Chewbacca's stunt double from The Force Awakens into their garrison, 
as an honorary member. They made the presentation during a live radio show on Spirit FM in Helsinki, Finland. He was really honored about that and told a ton of stories about his journey as Mighty Chewbacca with Mr. Mayhew. Also, he was touched by the honor because the Mayhews have so openly told him about the 501st, what we stand for, and especially why we do what we do. Thanks to SL4785 for that report. Our first Imperial Stormtrooper detachment, which is our research site for all things Stormtrooper over at whitearmor.net, has released their first newsletter for 2016. And as a special bonus, it features an exclusive interview with Rod and Leanne from Blue Milk Special. Check it out at the link in our show notes. This is Admiral Wilhoff Talk and asking you to listen to the 501st cast. Otherwise, we'll steer the Death Star in your direction. Well, we have a mission report from December 11th, 2015. The ECG visits Hammond Public School with Jack Wang. On December 11th, the Empire City Garrison sent one of their Darth Vaders to visit Hammond School, PS number 82, in Jamaica, New York, where author Jack Wang was appearing to give a video slideshow presentation of his Star Wars Epic Yarns books to grade school children in the school's auditorium. The kids were divided into two groups with around 325 students for each presentation. All the students paid close attention and showed great interest while Jack Wang read excerpts from one of his books and explained how the felt characters he created were posed for each page. After his slideshow was over, the students were told that a very special guest was coming from a galaxy far, far away. Darth Vader, otherwise known as Ted, SL6298, surprised all the students with his arrival. They all screamed out with excitement and laughter. Then Darth Vader and the first book staff handed out all the books to the children. Everyone received one to take home. Photos were taken, handshakes were given, and even a few autographs were signed for a few lucky students. A great thanks to Julia Hornaday from First Book Company, who guided SL6298 along the way during the event, and to the author himself, Jack Wang, who put on a great presentation. We'll have a photo of Mr. Wang and SL6298 in our show notes. Thanks to Ted, SL6298, for that report and for solo trooping. On December 13th, Empire City Garrison visited the NYPD's 6th Precinct to attend a special holiday party for the children of the police officers and the community they serve. Officers Matt Ramsing and Demetrios Kola guided Darth Vader, again, Ted SL6298, around the precinct, handing out candies to all the children who attended. Many photos were taken with the children and their parents at the precinct house. Darth Vader also had the opportunity to stand behind the sergeant's desk, visit a mini-museum display, examine a NYPD cruiser, and he was put inside a prisoner detention cell just like the one on board the Death Star. The children were later greeted by Santa Claus and his helpers, who gave out presents and gifts for all attendees. All the children left with smiles on their faces and enjoyed the party. And we'll have a photo or two in our show notes. We'll show you what it looked like to see Darth Vader in a detention cell. And then later on, he was sitting on Santa's knee. So I guess he must have redeemed himself and gotten out of the uh, detention block. Thanks to Ted SL6298 for that report. What do you think Darth Vader would have wanted for Christmas anyway? Hmm. Or would it be Sithmas? Okay, we have a voicemail from a member in the Bast Alpha Garrison, so uh, I'll go ahead and play that here. Yes, my name is Eddie Harrington of the Bast Alpha Garrison, TD50029. I've only been a member of the 501st for a little over a month now, um, and I'm excited to be a member. I'm excited to do charity work through my trooper. 
and through the eyes of a trooper and have already begun. In fact, um, on the 14th of December, we held a fundraiser event in my hometown of Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh, we had several troopers attend, and it was a fundraiser for CASA. It's a court-appointed special advocate. It's an organization that represents neglected children and foster children, and we raised nearly $1,700 for CASA um, for them to provide their, their their foster children with Christmas gifts this year, even to provide some of them with beds with new mattresses to sleep on, things that they, they severely need. CASA was extremely, as you can imagine, um, pumped about this, extremely happy. The community loved it. A lot of people just showed up just to take pictures with us, donate money, and left. It was a great event. Um, we also marched in the Christmas Festival Parade for the first time. This was the 89th year of the Natchitoches Christmas Festival Parade, and the 501st marched in it. We had a huge outpouring from the from the uh, fans and the crowds. There was 100,000 plus people on the parade route. People would run out in the street to stop us and try to take pictures with us. It got kind of hectic after hectic after a little while, but there was no contest. Darth Vader was more popular than Santa Claus in this parade. There was no contest whatsoever. Uh, just wanted to make those reports and tell y'all are doing a great job. I love listening to the show, and I'm a ha- happy and proud new member of the 501st. Thank you. A happy and proud new member, and we're proud of what our new members are doing. And that's really, really cool. $1,700 for CASA. And of course, all of the fun and the parade and everything. And uh, Nikki, you know, uh, you do a lot of work uh, putting mission reports together for this podcast. And uh, of course, I'm deeply appreciative of it. You know, I I do my part doing your post-production now. But you know what? This is really a great way for members to send their mission reports in. And it's probably less work for you too. How can members uh, send in a voicemail? Oh, absolutely. I was so excited that we got a voicemail. I think this might almost be like the first one in years that someone has sent in. So it's very exciting. Um, so we have a hotline that people can call in and leave a voicemail, just like Eddie did. It's at 828-419-0501. So you can leave a message there. I think it has like a two-minute, two to three-minute limit for the message. But if you have a way to record audio on your computer or on your phone, you can obviously do it that way and email it in to us at podcast at 501st.com or, you know, send me a message and we can set up a time where I can record with you over Skype or there's there's many, many ways you can get onto the 501st cast. So please keep uh, sending your mission reports in in whichever fashion works best for you. Yeah, the 501st has gotten so big now that for uh, just one person, yourself, Nikki, having to compile all of these mission reports, it's uh, a near impossible task. And and uh, so I think the more voicemails and uh, audio that uh, members send in, uh, the easier it is for you and I and the more exciting it is for them to actually be, uh, come on to a uh, popular podcast. Uh, it's on it's linked right there on StarWars.com in the uh, community section, along with many, many other great Star Wars podcasts. And uh, well, Nikki, we've got even well, speaking of mission reports, we've got a ton more. What else do we have? Yes, our star mission report submitters are definitely the ECG garrison. So uh, or <laughs> EC garrison. So here's another one from them. 
Uh, Empire City Garrison was invited to Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, for the very first Brooklyn Nets Star Wars night on December 14th. ECG troopers arrived at approximately 5 p.m., where they were checked in with security and given a gift bag with a few goodies in it, like a Brock Lopez Star Wars bobblehead figure. All the costumed characters were then escorted to their changing area, which was a little curtained-off area within the, the dock of the arena. Then they trooped from approximately 6 p.m. to 9.30 Activities included walking the concourse for photo ops and getting filmed for multiple TV segments. This was a great troop as the Nets fans and employees truly enjoyed the experience. Shout out also to the Mandalorian Mercs and the Empire Saber Guild for trooping with us. And apparently the Harlem Globetrotters were there too. So we'll have a photo of two of their members with a few of our members in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony, TK10666, for that report. Oh, how fun is that? My uh, dad was born in Brooklyn, New York, and, uh, you know, I've always wanted to go. I've never been to New York City. And uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, I didn't even know they were still around. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, obviously different people at this point. Right, but. yeah. And check out this TV reporter who had done a segment on the Brooklyn Nets game. Listen to his report. It was Star Wars night for the Nets and the Magic, and the leader of the Galactic Empire took control of the game broadcast, and it was apparent the dark side of the Force was in play. How else do you explain that poor defense? A Jedi mind trick? Orlando shot 54%. They were like Han. They shot first, and it led to the Nets suffering the same fate as Alderaan. They were blown up. 105-82. That's your CBS 2 WFAN Sports Update. I'm Steve Overmeyer. Well, uh... (laughs) <laughs> certainly getting into the spirit of it. <laughs> Definitely a Star Wars fan there, I think. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, want, you, you don't really see that too often. I mean, Star Wars is so popular in uh, uh, popular culture, but it, you really hear that many puns in just a single newscast. Yeah, except for that weather girl. Have you heard that one? There was some weather girl in Australia who she fit like three dozen puns in her weather report. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have to find the audio of that one now. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we were saying, uh, Nikki, the Empire City Garrison is absolutely on fire. And uh, I've got another one here from them. This one says, on December 15th, six members of Empire City Garrison appeared for over three hours at the Toys of Hope Holiday Inn Party in Long Island, New York. This charity event was geared towards children ages three to five, and they were treated to a party with Star Wars characters, Ronald McDonald, a DJ, celebrities, including Richard Kind from Inside Out and Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, and other characters to make it a day that will never be forgotten, a day that will be, will be long be remembered, right? Well, this <laughs> was fan- a fantastic holiday charity event, and they gave us a large changing area. Always nice. The event was well attended with over 300 kids whom troopers greeted as they arrived and danced with during the party. They also handed out imperial citations and took photos with both kids and adults. It was an incredibly rewarding and fun experience for all who volunteered. ECG would like to thank Toys of Hope's president and founder, Melissa Duktovsky, I hope I pronounced that right, and Brian Hansen, director of operations, for inviting them. It was ECG's fourth troop with Toys of Hope, so I think that they've made a real impression on the organization, and they hope to be invited back for future events. To learn more about Toys for Hope, head over to their website at toysofhope.org. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. Oh, and there's more. Uh, It says, then later that day, one of ECG's Vaders in a fiery TIE fighter with the speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hayo X-1 arrived as the lone Vader to the intrepid Space and Air Museum's members' open house. 
For two hours, Ron SL5928 interacted with museum guests, posed for photos, and answered questions. He had the added honor of meeting and taking pictures with Mike Massimino, a real astronaut. Great work, Trooper! And next, we're going to dive into some of our TFA premiere events, the first being our Abu Dhabi premiere. So many of our listeners likely saw video and stills from the grand Hollywood premiere of The Force Awakens, but might not have heard about the second global premiere, which was in Abu Dhabi, a.k.a. Jakku. It was hosted in the Emirates Palace Hotel in the United Arab Emirates capital city of Abu Dhabi on December 16th. The attendees were treated to a black carpet reception and large media presence in a stunning location. Outside in the hotel gardens, the Jakku experience had been set up, allowing guests to walk amongst props, costumes, and scenery from the movie, including the Adat leg from Ray's house, a stall from the junk market, a screen-used BB-8 prop, various models, and later in the evening, due to custom delays, Ray's staff finally arrived. Inside, 12 troopers from the UAE outpost, UK garrison, and German garrison were stationed throughout the hotel. Arriving guests were greeted at the lobby, were screened and encouraged to move along at the event security station, and could pose for various photo and media opportunities within the main hall. Amongst the VIPs were members of the Abu Dhabi royal family, World Cup winning footballer Alessandro Del Piero, and Academy Award winning actor Richard Dreyfus. Throughout the evening, before the movie started, Legion members were able to mingle with all the guests and even conducted a full marching troupe for photos and local TV shoots. Once the audience was called into the theater, the troops were allowed to change and then get seated in a dedicated area that had been reserved just for them. Several speeches from local representatives opened the showing, including one from a local dignitary who gave the 501st a shout-out, which was duly acknowledged by a certain 15 whooping and hollering fans in the audience. After the movie, guests were invited outside to eat and drink in the Jakku experience and engage in more photo and media shoots. They were joined by several of the troopers who suited back up and trooped away until the wee hours. The UAE Outpost wishes to thank and salute those brothers and sisters who joined them for the night. We'll have a link to a photo album full of photos in our show notes. And thanks to Ian, TD19976, for that report. An outpost in the United Arab Emirates. The 501st is just like Star Wars in the sense that, well, of course, we're just like Star Wars. We're Star Wars costumers, <laughs> but we're everywhere just like Star Wars is. How cool is that? And, uh, well, uh, I think the White House, too. Uh, and it says here on December 18th, in a premiere so secretive, even Lucasfilm didn't know about it. The White House hosted two members of Old Line Garrison plus an R2 builder for their Force Awakens premiere event on December 18th. All the hard work Randy, TK21029, and Michael, TK10114, put into assembling their TFA suits certainly paid off. They were contacted only days before the event and were instructed not to tell a soul, even their families. It was for a private screening of TFA for the families of fallen military servicemen. While there, they were able to meet and spend time with President Obama and his First Lady. They were also invited last minute to come up on stage during the press conference, which got a little sticky as they had to try to navigate some steps in order to do so. Not an easy feat in First Order armor. Overall, the troopers described it as a surreal experience and say they were suited up for about eight hours total. But in the end, they made the movie premiere really special for the 25 families who had lost someone close to them, and it was their pleasure to add even more excitement with a family-by-family meet-and-greet. The first family came by last, and then they were off to see the movie. 
We'll try to get some of the photos posted to our show notes from this. Each one had to be approved by the White House before it could uh, see the light of day. Thanks to Michael, TK10114, and Randy, TK21029, for that report. Very exciting stuff. And my goodness, uh, the White House, uh, the president, and of course, uh, uh, another worthy, worthy cause. Uh, you know, uh, that really, the charity work that we do, uh, combined with the Force Awakens premiere and a troop in which the president of the United States is involved. My goodness. <laughs> it's like everything all rolled into one, you know, and yeah. uh, a very worthy cause, 25 uh uh, family members of fallen servicemen. That is, uh, that that's dear to me. Being a veteran myself, so um, I, I I just love that story. And uh, speaking of photos, we'll also have a link to some fantastic photos from the premiere event in Toronto, starring the Canadian Garrison. We'll have a link to those in our show notes. Kudos to Scott, TK67700, for a job well done on those. And we'll have a couple shots from the London premiere, where they had over 100 members appear when combined with the Rebel Legion. We'll have some red carpet stills, which were extremely impressive, and also a video of the parade that they did down the red carpet. Very cool stuff. Ah, the ECG. Here we go again. <laughs> Lucasfilm and Disney. This is dated the 18th as well. I think the next one's dated the 19th. But uh, on the 18th, Lucasfilm and Disney recruited uh, six stormtroopers from Empire City Garrison to appear on Good Morning America on December 18th, 2015. Troopers arrived at the AMC Theater in Times Square at approximately 5 a.m. and were escorted to their changing room on the sixth floor of the theater building. After suiting up, ECG members headed back down uh, where they were filmed for for a few short segments outside the theater for Good Morning America and were filmed escorting the GMA reporter down the street. After the outside filming, our members were filmed standing guard near the moviegoers who were waiting in line to see The Force Awakens. We'll have a link to a photo from uh, the appearance in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony TK10666 for that report. Then on December 19th, ECG, along with an R2 builder and some members of the Rebel Legion, tag-teamed a Star Wars Force Awakens fundraiser screening event at the UA Regal Court Street location in Brooklyn, New York. It was to benefit the Puppetry Arts Theater. Some troopers worked the 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. shift and then were relieved by others who came in from 4.30 until about 7.30. It was a great family event that helped raise awareness for the youth outreach program provided for the community by the Puppetry Arts Theater group. Group organizer Tim Young kept ECG busy with a photo booth opportunity and working to attract patrons to the raffle and activity tables. Overall, $750 was raised by the photo booth and another $1,000 from the raffle and straight donations. It was a long day for everyone, but many of the volunteers were treated to a showing of The Force Awakens courtesy of the Puppetry Arts Group, and it was greatly appreciated. Check out the link in our show notes to see some of the fun photo booth photos. Thanks to Chris, SL6744, for that report. Uh, see, this one, uh, backing up a day, this one is dated December 18th, 2015. And uh, this is from the Southern California Garrison. Oh, finally, something from my garrison. <laughs> it's about time. Oh, wait, but the emperor, I address as the emperor. It's about time. Close enough, right? Uh, we once again joined the firefighters and ABC Channel 7 in the collection of toys for local children and youths for a brighter holiday season. That's where they stuff a bunch of uh, buses full of toys that they collect and 31 buses were filled. And uh, so it's a short but sweet report. 
some of the uh, uh, attendees that were there, TK7293, a stormtrooper, uh, Darth Nihilus, SL41130, TB69269, and the list goes on and on. But, you know, uh, it doesn't say who wrote this report here. Uh, so I thought I'd uh, name some of them off that were there. And, 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 you know, how cool is that? They filled in 31 buses full of toys on the day that The Force Awakens premiered. Uh, and uh, the event, the name of the event was called Stuff a Bus in Anaheim. So uh, actually my squad, the Orange County squad, uh, took uh, part of that. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there for that. But, you know, that, that's it. really cool. 31 buses. I, I can't I, even picture how many toys that, that would be for 31 buses. One bus alone would be uh, uh, a lot of toys. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, that, that, that is amazing. Well, two troopers from our outpost Venezuela were once again deployed to lend charitable support, this time bringing joy to patients of Hospital Domingo Luciana, whose diagnosis is high risk and terminally ill, and included many children from birth up to approximately 12 years of age. This visit offered them a different experience during their hospital stay during the holidays. They were given some presents, bringing seldom seen smiles to their faces, and helped to support them in their struggles to see a new dawn. So well done, troopers. We'll have a link to Santa Guard, TR6365, and Tuscan Reindeer, DZ6916, in our show notes. So you can take a look at their costumes for the day. Thanks to Zyomir, TK9378, for that report. On December 14th, Mountain Garrison was contacted by the aunt of a young girl. Her niece had just been diagnosed with leukemia and was immediately transported by air ambulance from Billings, Montana to Denver, Colorado for treatment at the Denver Children's Hospital. Her family is staying nearby at the Ronald McDonald House during her treatments. Needless to say, their plans for Christmas and seeing The Force Awakens were, of course, changed drastically by this diagnosis. Members of the garrison and mountain base banded together to gather presents and Legion swag for the young girl and her two brothers and paid them a visit on Christmas Eve. They also gathered items to give to more than a dozen other children at Ronald McDonald House as well. Their contact at the Lego store in Park Meadows Mall donated a huge TIE Fighter Lego set. A shout out and thanks to them for their generosity. We're also pleased to report that since their visit, the young girl and her family has been able to go see The Force Awakens. Kudos to TK16384, TK52801, TK9761, and SL5794, who were able to make this request a reality and brightened up Christmas for the temporary residents of Ronald McDonald House. Thanks to Shauna, TB24601, for that report. Best Alpha Garrison trooped and ran a booth at Wizard World New Orleans during the weekend of January 8th through 10th. About 20 Garrison members participated over the course of the three days of the convention. Through the efforts of their Blasted Trooper game, which an estimated 700 people played, and the charity raffle of a TFA blaster donated by David White, TK8453, they were able to raise $3,335 for Team Gleason. Team Gleason is an organization that raises awareness for ALS. Founded by Steve Gleason, a former football player for the New Orleans Saints, who was diagnosed with ALS in 2011. Bast Alpha Garrison recently appeared at the birthday party of River Gleason, Steve's son. You can head to teamgleason.org for more information. Huge thanks to all the troopers, families, and friends who were able to help in many ways to make the Blaster Trooper and TFA Blaster Raffles event so successful. And thanks to Wizard World for enabling Bast Alpha to accomplish this and all of the convention attendees for their generous donations. Last but not least, thanks to Ed, TI5335, for that report. 
Several Ohio Garrison Troopers had a great first event of 2016 back on January 10th when they attended Star Wars Day at the Four Corners Community Church. They spent the time doing meet and greets and photo ops with the children. Most of the kids loved seeing Darth Vader, Phil, SL45030, the most. But there was a really big Captain Rex fan in attendance to the delight of Steve, CC51500. She kept jumping up and down from excitement, and he lost track of how many hugs she doled out to her favorite clone commander. Steve remarked, We put a lot of work into our costumes, and every event makes the work worth it. But it's amazing. One kid can make it beyond worth it. Phil, SL45030, said the best moment for him, he appeared as Vader, was when a kid came up to him and asked him if he knew Yoda. He told him that he does know Yoda, but doesn't know his location at this time. The kid proclaimed, Yoda is on Dagobah. Lord Vader promptly turned to the TK next to him and said, Trooper, inform the Admiral that the traitor Yoda has been located, and tell him to send the fleet to the Dagobah system immediately. The kid had a look on his face that said, Oh no, what have I done? He totally believed that he had just betrayed Yoda to Darth Vader. Poor kid. Scarred for life. Thanks to Steve, CC51500, and Phil, SL45030, for that report. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that was so funny. <laughs> I feel was. so bad for the kid, but <laughs> but um, Phil was just spot on to come up with that, you know, right on the fly and uh, to stay in character and make the experience that much more immersive for the kid. It was sort of scarring for the kid, but you know, he'll probably remember that for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say there. That that was just classic. It really was. So on January 13th, Empire City Garrison visited New York Presbyterian Hospital in New York City for a Star Wars Wacky Wednesday celebration. The event is held the second and fourth Wednesday every month to help bring some cheer to children, family, and staff alike. Troopers were escorted around the hospital by staff so they could visit some of the children and give away some awesome gifts like Star Wars suitcases and lightsabers. They only trooped for an hour, but they had a blast. Everyone at the hospital was excited for their visit, and I'm sure ECG will be back again for a return visit soon. They were really blown away by the, or the hospital was really blown away by the fact that they volunteer. They, they were asking the troopers, well, how do you make the time? And the troopers replied, when you find something you're passionate about, you find the time. So thanks to Eugene, TK11223, for that report. And Florida Garrison had a hospital troop on January 13th as well. They visited uh, Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. I know they, they travel there often. I've seen lots of reports where they visit that hospital. So there's plenty of smiles. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's more excited, though, the kids, the parents, or the staff. They were actually uh, also able to visit the kids in the ER, where it was Star Wars Day. The staff wore their best Star Wars shirts, and many had lightsabers with them. So very exciting that uh, all these hospitals are are considering Star Wars themes to, to help uh, entertain the kids that are staying there. Well, absolutely. And I, I think it helps, too, with a, with a movie uh, still being played out there in theaters. And uh, no matter where, where you, the event is, whether it's at a hospital or a school or whatever, just to be able to bring Star Wars to the kids uh, is an absolute treat. And just seeing them uh, react to it is, is a thrill. And that, that's certainly why I, I, I'm part of uh, the 501st. Well, on Thursday, January 14th, uh, Central Garrison members uh, participated in the presentation of a new bionic arm to Alvin, a fourth grader at Gateway Elementary School in Omaha, Nebraska. Dubbed the Commander Arm, 
It is white with gold trim and similar to that of a Star Wars stormtrooper. It's the creation of Limitless Solutions, that's Lim with a B, Limitless Solutions, a Florida nonprofit that provides children with bionic arms for free. They were behind the Iron Man-style bionic arm presented to another child by Robert Downey Jr. in a video that went viral last year. Gateway School Principal Terry Burton saw the video, immediately thought of Alvin, and showed him the video. Naturally, Alvin's response was, Ooh, I want one of those, which put the principal in a bit of a bind, but he wrote to Limitless and they agreed to build the arm for Alvin. We'll have a link to some articles on this story in our show notes. This past weekend was Disneyland's Star Wars Rebel Challenge run. Many 501st Legion members participated out of costume, including some from Florida Garrison's Mikazi Squad. While in Florida, they took the opportunity to visit with a young friend, Sean Corona of Sean Troopers fame. Sean had been to Give Kid the World Village in Kiss Me two years ago and made such an impression on the squad that they've kept in touch ever since. During their reunion, they presented an award to Sean to make him an honorary Mikazi squad trooper. It was such fortuitous timing as just the day before, Sean's testing at Children's Hospital Los Angeles showed that five of his six tumors have disappeared thanks to the treatment he had been undergoing. How amazing is that? So you can follow Sean's story on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sean's Troopers, and it's S-E-A-N for Sean. You know, we mentioned earlier that uh, we have an outpost in uh, the United Arab Emirates, and I was just uh, amazed that we, you know, that Star Wars is everywhere, and the 501st Legion is, of course, everywhere. And uh, I'm amazed at this one, too. We have an outpost in Croatia. (laughs) This is awesome. Uh, This past Sunday, January 17th, our Croatian outpost was invited by the National Star Wars Club, Mos Croatia Spaceport, a cool name, uh, to join them at their first visit to a children's hospital. Troopers said it felt great to see all the happy faces from not just just the kids, but the parents, doctors, and nurses, too. Ironically, even though they traveled far to attend the trooping event, there were actually not too many kids currently hospitalized for them to visit with, which, of course, is a good thing. This was the outpost's first hospital visit, but it surely won't be their last one. Thanks to Sandrino, SL10995, for that report. Welcome to a new interview series for the 501st cast called No a Legion. We hope to interview each 501st Legion unit and give you the opportunity to hear about them firsthand. So for our first interview, we'll be speaking with Outer Rim Garrison. This 53-member strong unit is in charge of British Columbia, Canada for the 501st. So I'm pleased to welcome to the 501st cast Terry Chu, TD2886, the current commanding officer of Outer Rim Garrison. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? That's correct. Thanks for having me. All right. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. You are our, our guinea pig, our first unit that we're, we're ever speaking to. Oh, looking forward to it. There's pressure. <laughs> I'm trying to, try not to mess this up. <laughs> so why don't we start at the beginning? So, so how did your unit form, and what was the evolution to your, your current state? Sure. Um, well, the Outer Rim uh, used to be called the Outer Rim Squad. Uh, formed in, um, I think, 2006, and at that time it was under the Canadian Garrison. And then um, just about a year later, 2007, um, Badlands Garrison basically kind of, uh, uh, you know, adopted the squad because that was sort of Western Canada. So now in terms of provinces, 
places from the West Coast. You had, um, you know, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, et cetera. And, uh, so we were, you know, great going along uh, since 27 or 2007. And then I joined in 2009. And, um, you know, the, the, the numbers in terms of membership kind of, you know, grew and shrank and grew and shrank. And, um, over the last few years, it's, it's definitely grown a lot. Um, and, uh, we've became a garrison where we applied to be garrison in just uh, about a year and a half ago. And then we got, went through our probation period and we've been a, a garrison for uh, the last several months. And, um, it's been fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, for those who are listening that that aren't aware, um, when in order to form a squad, you have to have at least ten members in an area, and then once you get up to twenty-five members in an area, you can apply to become a garrison. So that's that's where the the evolution goes from, and how many numbers you have to hit in order to get to to the different. Um, brackets, I guess. Yeah, some, something that we were always worried about was, you know, our numbers would fluctuate. We'd kind of have, you know, 25, 26, and then at one point we're kind of up in the 30s, and then back down to 25, 26, and we wanted to make sure that we were able to maintain uh, the membership to to maintain garrison status. So we wanted to make sure we were, you know, in the, in the high 20s and, and 30s before we applied, and we did, and, and uh, we've done a great job since. Definitely have to thank our, our staff and our members for doing a, a great job uh, in just cooperating and helping out with the garrison. It's it's uh, helped out a lot, and it's been a, a really fun journey since. Yeah, and like, like I just had mentioned, now you guys are up to 53 members. Yeah, it's exciting. I know it might be small compared to other garrisons elsewhere, but uh, we've grown a lot. I think the last year we had uh, 18 members, you know, in, in just the one year. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's bigger than my garrison. Garrison <laughs> Excelsior is only at, I think, 42-ish. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but something that's helped us grow a lot is um, while a lot of the members, you know, we really wanted to push um, or, or promote like, hey, you know, we're the Outer Rim Garrison. We're this, you know, west coast of British Columbia, Canada. And, uh, you know, it's we're really proud of where we are. Um, you know, we've kind of made a concerted effort over the last four years or so to really push the 501st name. I just, we'd go to all these different events, whether they're conventions or charity events or community events, and people say, well, who are you? We've never heard of you before. And we've just seen it grow so much. Um, our, our kind of public relations and, and exposure over the last few years of, of pushing that 501st name first Um I'm just shocked how often we get recognized now. You know, a bunch of us have just, you know, our regular day clothes with patches on the side of the jacket or something. And I get stopped all the time at just various, you know, coffee shops or something, you know, even the Disney store. I was there buying some, some gifts and, and the girl behind the counter, wow, you're with the Fire First Legion. What character are you? You know, she got really, really <laughs> excited. So it's been really great to, to help promote the Fire First uh, out here on the West Coast. Yes. Definitely a virtual high five for that. I am a huge advocate <laughs> of when, you know, someone says, you know, where are you from that you say that you're with the Five O First because that is what people are going to recognize. That's and right. then That's what they remember. once once you have their attention, then you can talk about how, oh, and did you realize that, you know, the Five O First Legion has different garrisons for different areas and we just happen to be garrison such and such. Right. 
Right. Yeah, but you got to hook them in with the big name first. <laughs> Absolutely. I um uh, when we did our um our our for very first patch run, I sent a, a patch to uh, you know the archives and Steve Sansweet, and he got it and he wrote me this really nice uh, email back, right? And uh, he's oh, you know, I've I mean, I'd never heard of you guys before. That's fantastic, and I really love your patch, and that's a crate dragon around the outside, isn't it? And I was like, yes, fantastic. Steve Sansweet got it, you know, and uh, so no, it's been fantastic for us. Um, so next thing I thought we could talk about is maybe some of the events that you guys have done, maybe a, a big recent event you've done, um, something that's coming up that you're really excited about, and maybe something that is one of your favorite events that you've done. Sure. Um, well, I mean, the last month, uh, this past December, obviously with the release of uh, The Force Awakens was quite busy for us um and uh the majority of the events that we had were media interviews and uh with media outlets it was crazy it was just we had all these news outlets contact us and radio and tv and newspapers and uh ones that that we that we'd even done interviews already before earlier in the year come back again and say you know what are your what are your thoughts? Are you excited about the new movie? You know, what what are you gonna dress up as and all this sort of thing? So um definitely there's been a lot of excitement within the last uh month or so uh with the new movie coming out. Um I would say some of our, our biggest events um that we kind of have the biggest turnout for um in terms of membership throughout our province attending um would be the Canada Day Parade. Uh, which is uh, huge for us, and uh, um, and it's just fantastic. We get to you know walk through downtown Vancouver in this giant parade, and uh, and it's fantastic. Just the response that we get. You know, we always have uh, friends or family in the crowd, and they say, you know what? Every time you guys walk by, it's the biggest cheer. You know, every single <laughs> time for for you know you know Star Wars group, and um, but the biggest uh, I guess sort of event for us, non charity event, would be uh, Fan Expo Vancouver, which is kind of the big uh, comic and um, um, comic culture sort of convention that we have every year, um, and we've just seen probably our highest turnout uh, for that event every single year. Um, and then I, everyone's got their sort of their own favorite events. A lot of our uh, events tend to be charity or community related. Um, and so I think my, my personal favorite ones are the ones where we visit um, Canuck Place Hospice, which is a, a hospice that's set up by um, the Vancouver uh, Canucks Foundation uh, for, for kids uh, that transition to and from hospitals. And then um, we visit um, BC Children's Hospital as well, too. So um, they're just some of the most meaningful tro- uh, troops, I think, when we uh, get to visit those places. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, do you have any uh, favorite memories from from any of your troops? Oh, there's so many of them. Uh, I I think the the funniest ones are, and I'm sure other garrisons run into this all the time, is where you you'll get a family uh, show up and they'll say, oh, you know, we really want to take a picture with you, and okay, okay, and it'll be you know, mom and dad and a couple kids or something, and and dad'll do the whole, you know, Billy, Billy, you know, stand stand with this beside the stormtroopers, I want to take a picture of you, and Billy'll be like, no, 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 I don't want to do it, and then the dad'll say, okay, Billy, you hold the camera, dad's gonna be taking a picture with these stormtroopers. <laughs> it happens so often. Uh, uh, with us, and I'm, I'm sure tons of people run into that, but it just it uh, it's really interesting how Star Wars uh, touches kids of all ages, right? And uh, yeah. and and that's fantastic. Um, for me, one of the most memorable ones was um, a visit to BC Children's Hospital, um, and this is probably the first time that we went. So our, our group was a bit smaller at that time, and we had a, a Vader and two stormtroopers, and uh, the hospital didn't tell. Um, 
any of the kids that were coming. And this was, uh, in particular, this was for their Halloween trick-or-treat parade. And they don't invite other outside groups uh, to come. It was the first time they'd done that. And so um, we got changed. We go down the elevator. It's just our little event uh, coordinator person and, and Vader and, and myself. I was one of the stormtroopers. And um, in the lobby, there's probably about 350 kids and and, and media and press and this sort of thing. They didn't know we were going to be there. And the doors open and everyone's chattering. And then it just, the room went silent. And and you could actually hear like an audible, you know, because people had no idea that, that Vader and um, you know, these stormtroopers were going to show up. And so we walk out and uh, initially they were very, you know, as most hospitals probably do, they say, okay, make sure you stick to, you know, the tour and stick to where the person guides you and don't go into any of the wards and don't touch anything and don't, you know, shake any kids' hands and, you know, if you've got dirty gloves, don't do this and don't do that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And they they basically said, get to the front of the parade. And we led this whole parade through the hospital, which is fantastic. And then, um, I'm, I'm getting to my antidote. It is a really long build up to this. this <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Trust me. Um, and, uh, the, the nurses, we'd go to each of the nurses' stations so the kids could follow us and, and trick-or-treat. And the nurses would run ahead to the, the wards ahead of us and knock on the doors for the kids that couldn't come out to at least come to the window and see us walk by. And at one point, they had said, um, can you can you stop by this one boy's uh, room? And, and we said, well, we were told not to you know, venture off. And they said, no, 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 you have to stop here. He's a huge Star Wars fan. You, you have to do it. And we said, okay. And um, they lead us to this room and the, the whole family's there and there's a little boy and he's probably five years old. And he's just, you know, uh, got his, his, you know, I think he was just wearing like a, uh, you know, like a diaper and he had all these sort of hoses and wires and, and the, whole, the whole family that was there. And we were obviously trying to be very sensitive to the situation and we were, and we asked again we said are you sure you want us in there and they said no you you have to go in there he's a huge star wars fan you have to go in there so we went in and uh you know Darth Vader's like hello billy I, you know it's very nice to meet you and and uh we said hi to him and this kid was just initially just staring at the ceiling and when we walked in he completely lit up and he was talking and just the energy in his eyes was amazing. And, you know, afterwards, uh, the person that was guiding us through said, you know what? He hasn't had that kind of energy in a week. Um, so for, for you guys to take his time to be there today is just huge. That totally made his day. So, um, and, and just as kind of like an antidote that we say a lot of times after troops, you know, I'm sure other uh, garrisons do and squads and, and other groups do this too. You know, we always say, um, that's why we do what we do. Right. And it's, it's true. That is absolutely why we do what we do. It's it's not always about um, you know a dollar amount that we raise or or this or that. It's it's you know a smile or something that we can bring to a kid's face just for five minutes. That's what makes it worthwhile. Yes, and definitely, and and the whole family. I mean, they were elated. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's definitely you know the next person that I they interview <laughs> is going to have to top that anecdote now. You know. Sure. So. You've set the bar. <laughs> Got to try and, you know, set it high. <laughs> yep. um, so um, what's like, um, what would be maybe a little known fact that that um, someone even who is in the 501st Legion wouldn't know about Outer Rim oh, Garrison? That's a tough one. <laughs> a very tough one. Um, we have uh, three female stormtroopers. 
which you you know you wouldn't know because they just completely blend in, right? And uh, we definitely promote the whole you know doesn't matter what height you are and what size you are as long as you're out there and you're having fun and you're participating. Um, that's what it's all about. And so uh, it's been great when. Um, you know, we, we've met different fans and, and, you know, a lot of times people assume, oh, you know, maybe only boys like Star Wars and that's totally not the case. We have, you know, tons of fans that are, that are female fans and, uh, just, you know, seeing, you know, the girl, little girls that are excited to see Star Wars and then to find out later, oh, that was, you know, mom, mom, that was a girl stormtrooper. You know, that's, that's a really, really cool, um, response to get from, from our fans. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm personally as as a girl, obviously, 501st Legion member. Um I am definitely elated at the the upswing mm-hmm. that has taken place in recognizing the fact that there are girl Star Wars fans. Yeah. I know I was just out at a, a clothing store today and it used to be I would always have to go to the children's department or the men's <laughs> department to try to find some sort of Star Wars apparel. And right. there was a whole huge rack of women's Star Wars shirts. I was like, wow, look at this. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm yeah. a huge, you know, you know, my wife and I have gotten, you know, shirts from uh, her universe and, and Ashley mm-hmm. and this sort of thing. So just uh, it's it's uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So is there anything else that you'd like to to share with the 501st cast listeners? Um. Keep doing what you do, and uh, I think just uh, you know our usual things. Uh, please check out the Outer Rim Garrison, uh, outerrimgarrison.com, and uh, we've got a Facebook page as well too, um, and a Twitter feed, Outer Rim Five Hundred First. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, yeah, we can... Outer Rim Five Hundred First. I can send you links and stuff after. Yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes. So sure. Click on them. <laughs> um, but just like a message is, you know what? Keep doing what you do, and uh, and just remember, you, you know. At the end of the day, you're just dressing up as a plastic space person. So uh, I, I know sometimes we all get super serious about what we do, but at the end of the day, it should just be for fun, right? So make sure to keep having fun. Definitely. Great motto. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for, for coming on, Terry. Thanks for having me as your first uh, guest. He doesn't seem to take a hint, this guy. On Saturday, January 23rd, a large group of members from Imperial Sands Garrison, Dune Garrison, and Neon City Garrison working in partnership with the Federal Bureau of Land Management, the Imperial Valley Film Commission, and Lucasfilm will be bringing an amazing event to life. Our listeners may not know that the desert location for The Return of the Jedi and Jabba's Barge scene were filmed in the California desert just west of the Arizona border in ISG's territory. The BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, has allowed us to do a photo shoot in the sand dunes of this historic and hard-to-access spot in Star Wars history. Then, later in the evening, the BLM is hosting a free public outdoor screening of Return of the Jedi at the nearby Ranger Station. ISG members will walk the crowds, adding an extra level of authenticity to the evening. We expect many wonderful photos of the dunes as well as the event to follow. Then, later on this spring, on Saturday, March 12th, the Imperial Sands Garrison will be the host garrison of the 2016 air show at the Naval 
Naval Air Facility in El Centro, California. They're inviting troopers from all over to join them for a fantastic event at the winter home of the world-famous Blue Angels as they perform their first show of 2016. Over 50,000 attendees come to this event, and members of the 501st Legion have been a huge hit year after year. Event starts Friday evening, March 11th, and then the main show is all day Saturday. Some troopers are able to secure housing on the base Friday night, which usually means evening festivities of X-Wing miniatures and all sorts of reverie. If you're interested in joining us, please visit our forum at imperialsandsgarrison.com ASAP. I know this is one of their favorite events, more so almost for the socializing that they get to do Friday evening uh, than the actual Saturday troop itself. But I'm sure they have fun on Saturday as well. I'm sure they do. Um, I'm a Navy guy, and or I was a Navy guy, and uh, the Blue Angels have uh, a real deep meaning for me. I, I absolutely adore the uh, the Blue Angels. Well, the next European Star Wars celebration is coming up in July, the 15th through the 17th, and our UK garrison needs 501st Legion members to chime in with feedback so that they can finalize details. We'll have a members-only link in our show notes that UKG would like people to post in ASAP to give them a better idea on who is planning to attend. Also, more single-day tickets for Celebration Europe 3 were released on January 14th, and we'll have that link in our show notes as well. But act fast, because last time it was like within hours that the uh, tickets all sold out. I just checked, though. There's still some up there, but I don't know how long it's going to last. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. And that's RokuDepot.com. R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com. This episode's shout out is to November 2015 Trooper of the Month, Jen Belgin, ID 5361 of Georgia Garrison. Sort of ironically, we were just visit, or, uh, mentioning about the bionic limbs earlier, and this was part of her nomination. She was instrumental in the viral news report about the 501st Legion when we presented the clone trooper prosthetic arm for the child back um, earlier 2015. She also had donated and painted a clone trooper bucket to match the arm that was presented, and that really helped the, the whole presentation uh, drive it up a notch. So congratulations to Jen and also to Dominic, TR7248 from Singapore Garrison, who was nominated as well. Your skills are complete. Good. So last episode, we had put out the call for listener feedback and to leave us our voicemail at a, our hotline. Like we, we usually try to do that every episode. And obviously, as we talked about at the top of the show, we were flabbergasted that someone actually left us a voicemail. So guess what, Eddie? You won a 501st cast patch as a prize. So you can message us at podcast at 501st.com and with your mailing address, and I'll mail you out a patch. I'll also send you a PM just in case you don't listen all the way to the end of the episode, which shame on you if you don't, uh, to know that you won. So when I hear that someone else, though, is, is lacking a 501st cast patch. I need one most desperate. You know, I have a special spot for, well, actually, I'm not sure where I would fit it on my shirt. Oh, patches. It's full of patches. But you know what? I will make room. I, I need <laughs> a patch for this podcast. I have one from my uh, one of my other podcasts that I do. So, uh, uh, yes, 
Uh, by all means, uh, uh, what what must I do? Uh, uh, Post produce uh, this show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you qualify I, for a free patch. <laughs> I, I'm already there. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I I guess we can do it again. Maybe maybe the trick is to giving out the five hundred first cast patch. So. Uh, for the next episode, if uh, someone would like to send in a mission report or a brief message with a, a memory, it doesn't even have to be a 501st Legion member. If you have a memory of visiting the troopers in your town, uh, call us up at 828-419-0501, which we'll put that in our show notes as well. And uh, if we have more than three people, I guess, send it in. I'll have to uh, to draw a name and see how it goes. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. Has allowed us to do photo shoot. Has a has a lap. Boy, I'm not with it tonight. Patience, my friend. <laughs>